Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fanatical Elves Show, part of the Elves Network. We are a bunch of wild and crazy Cleveland Browns fans, bringing you all the latest in Browns news. Tune in now. And good evening and welcome to another episode of the Fanatical Elves Show, part of the Fans First Sports Network. We are here on a wonderful Thursday evening as we prepare for the Browns versus Washington Commanders preseason game tomorrow night, Friday night, down at Cleveland Browns Stadium, 730. Thank you for joining us, part of the Fanatical Elves Network. We are joined by, well, Elliot and Steve, and we are the Untouchables. Um, <laughs> we, we, I don't know if this is a Brown show or the Untouchables, if you're watching us, on YouTube or on Twitter or the new X. Yes, Steve and Elliot have, have brought their um, their hats, their styling, uh, styling hats, you know, old school Paul Brown. I'm just thinking, I'm thinking Sean Connery and the Untouchables. That's all I can think in my head. How are you guys tonight? Steve, let's start with you. How are you doing down there in Nashville? Doing great. Fantastic. Can't wait. An actual preseason game with some starters who are going to play. People we know. People we know their numbers. And by the way, Elliot Ness used to uh, work at, was uh, head of the Cleveland Police Department after he mm. put Al Capone away. So well, did, there's a tie. See, we're getting he a little history lessons. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Elliot, how are you, Elliot Ness? Oh, wait, no, you're Elliot Cannell, but yes. <laughs> oh, I am absolutely untouchable. Um, yeah, I'm psyched to have a real <laughs> exhibition game. I think it'd be absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'm psyched. And by the way, uh, Steve, you need to lean into your microphone a little bit. You're a little bit low on volume. Uh, we do. Oh, hear you. I am. Yeah, we we want to hear you loud and clear. Yeah. Okay. You're all hello, good. hello. Hello. Oh, here we go. Better. Oh, okay. we got a guest. Wait a second here. We've got uh, not only the untouchables, but we've got the left guard. Yes, we are the untouchables. <laughs> Elliot Ness is here. We are Sean Connery, um, and we are the left guard. We are. We. This is great. We got the whole crew here tonight, and uh, uh, I guess you didn't get the memo uh, there, Joel, uh, and I didn't either. That you know, uh, Steve and Elliot, if you're watching again on YouTube, if you're listening to us, uh, we're all the, uh, the 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 youngsters of the group are are wearing their. Um, 
their their styling Paul Brownish hats, like I just mentioned. Now, now I'll tell you this: you guys ever watch Indiana Jones and the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yep. Yep, Steve, you look like that German guy. Yes. Like, we, <laughs> ah, very good. Very like, like, good. We are not thirsty. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. So it's the Untouchables and Raiders, Raiders of the Lost, Lost Ark. Ark. Yeah, the German <laughs> Nazis from Raiders of the Lost Ark. You, I, no I one knew that. Like, this... uh, I don't feel too good being a Nazi. Okay, on the better topics. So we've got okay. Friday night tomorrow. Tomorrow night, we're going to get right into it. Um, just want to kind of, you know, we've got a few storylines today. Um, Couple things. We'll just start with let's let's start with the Shelby Harris uh, news. We're going to get into the game here shortly, but I know this is something that we've talked about. I've written about it, and some of some of you others have talked about Shelby Harris as well in your articles. So just I wanted to go around the room and get everyone's evaluation. I think it's going to be great. I I was really high on this guy and was hoping that the Browns would pick him up. So uh, let's start down there with you, um, Elliot Ness. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about Shelby Harris, the defensive tackle? Yeah, no, I think defensive tackle was the weakest position on the team. If you're going to look at the 22 starters that we had. And uh, I would say that picking him up uh, is probably going to move the point spread among the gamblers more than any other free agent that we might have picked up. If you look at Mm. who it is that we replace uh, compared to who it is that we sign, I think it was a very significant signing. Excellent. Excellent. Steve, up to you to up there or down there in Nashville. Shelby Harris. I love it. I love it. They needed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they needed a a, 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 def- a defensive veteran defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. They had to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, uh, and, and I thought because of the contract uh, restructure of Jordan Elliott that Jim Schwartz liked him. But you notice as soon as they got back from West Virginia – Boom, Shelby Harris comes in for a visit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, huh. Are you leaning? Happy. Yeah, are you leaning then, like you're thinking? Yeah, and, Jordan Elliott, and, could he be leaving or not? Well, what, I, don't what's your, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Jordan, I don't Here's know. Here's my that's, take on it, Steve. Question. I, I hear the, the players and the coaches talking about Jordan Elliott even yesterday in their press conferences, and they're all talking high on him. And they talk about his leadership and his skill set, and they talk about him in a way that I don't get a sense like, He's going out the door here tomorrow, but well, I know he was, some, he, yeah. he's a little underwhelming against the Jets. Let me just sure. put it to you that way. Let's um, go now. Yeah, Steve, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's all I had to say. I mean, he could be the one out, but then you got your number four, number five defensive ends who uh, just had uh, scopes down on their knees. So uh, Jim Schwartz likes to have his defensive linemen interchangeable. Mm-hmm. So maybe they keep Elliott. And Harris, and you know, did so you get was, to see uh, the uh, Smith, uh, Garrett, and uh, Okoronkwo as their ends? Did you watch? Uh, was it uh, Ben Bloom, the defensive line coach? He spoke yesterday uh, after practice or before practice, and uh, just an uh, interesting uh, takes from the coach. And um, just thought, I really like it's. It's really been interesting this last week. I've really been, you know, I will get down here to you. Uh, Joel, in just a second, because you've talked a little bit about Jim Schwartz's defense and those single gap, double gap, double gap schemes now. And I've been really been listening to the coaches more and more. 
and 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 the players and they're talking about this attacking sort of downhill sort of playing with freedom and even obi-wan kenobi i mean o- ogba um uh, i was i just call him Who's obi-wan is, boy we are we are mixing in our 80 blockbuster well i've been here, talking about I? obi-wan on the on the training camp show so if people are listening to the training camp shows they know that i've been talk, calling him o- o- obi-wan um so obi-wan even uh, talked about how he's never been in a system like this his whole career and he's having to unlearn things. And so I'm wondering, like, that's going to be the biggest hiccup for the Browns going into the season is a lot of these guys unlearning ways that they've played the game and given kind of the freedom to just like explode. I'm excited as a fan, but then you're like, it's going to take some time. So down to you, the left guard. So I want to say, you know who has played in a double gap defense? You. Jordan Elliott has played in a double gap defense. And you know who else has played in a double gap defense? His former teammate at Missouri, Isaiah McGuire. Yes. So I think if there's anybody on this roster who benefited, and this is one of my very early What the Elf Was That podcast, it Mm -hmm. was the winner of the NFL draft is Jordan Elliott because – they didn't draft a, a three technique, and Jordan Elliott is a three technique who's played a double gap system and was drafted to do that, but then had to be retaught how to play his position and has been mm. very bad at it. And I looked at this game last week and I thought Jordan Elliott actually played pretty good. Given mm. what he was supposed to do and what he was supposed to handle, I thought he was doing pretty good. So I don't understand the whole Jordan Elliott's gone situation. Right. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Tommy Togia is the one that needs to be worried. Because mm. his arms are short for a defensive tackle, which means linemen are going to get their hands on him and move him around. So that's where he's going to struggle. And my thing about Shelby Harris, which is a great signing, great mm-hmm. veteran, played in the system, knows what the system is. Right. You're not having to teach him how to play the system. But what's going on with Maurice Hurst? He came out with mm. a system like this out of Michigan. Right. Good question. And when Jordan Elliott came out of college, his NFL comparison was Maurice Hurst. Mm. So you've got both of them on the roster. What's going on with him? I think this says a lot more about what Maurice Hurst is doing in camp than Mm -hmm. it is about Jordan Elliott. I mean, Jordan Elliott is penciled in before Shelby Harris. Jordan Elliott was penciled in as a starter. I do. I agree with that. It's it's funny because our colleague, our our commander-in-chief over Dog Pound Daily, he was like immediately thinking that Jordan was going to be gone. And I'm like, I agree with you. uh, I saw this as a vote of confidence on Jordan Elliott. Well, and the way that they're talking about it, see, that's the thing, though, Joel, listening to those press conferences, especially yesterday, because Elliot's name came up several times to players and the coaches, and none of them acted at all like he was on on this out, outskirts going to be gone. I mean, they they all talked about his leadership and his learning the style, learning everything, and like you said, he's already been in the system. So I don't know. I just feel like Jordan Elliott's been like a man in no man's land just like for three years it's like what the heck's been going on and like all of a sudden like home has returned now mm-hmm. he knows what he's supposed to be doing yeah. and now we can get to see him play and what made him that third round draft pick so mm-hmm. yeah i mean let, I, i'm not sure why let, we're let, cutting yeah him. Let, let's move on just briefly it's steve touched on it uh, let's start with you steve uh first because you mentioned that the injury bug uh after the games this uh, last week, we learned that Alex Wright and Isaiah Thomas, both defensive ends and coming into their second seasons, look to be 
really going to be helping the team. And unfortunately they both mm-hmm. suffered some minor uh, injuries that required some surgeries. And it sounds like they will be out for a, a good length of time. Um, there's thoughts that maybe they could come back after uh, the, the first quarter of the season. Um, let's start with you, Steve, on that. What do you think about those two guys and, and what the, you know, those were lots of questions yesterday at the press conference too. Uh, Alex, right. I thought he'd make the team. Isaiah Thomas, I didn't think he would. Okay. Uh, I'm more I'm more concerned about uh, Jerome Forms' hamstring. Uh, uh, that's, well, that's I'm more concerned yes. about yes. that. I'm well, joining. Can... I'm joining uh, Elliot at the uh, uh, concern of the running back room. Just got more concerning. Yeah. Oh no, uh, he's going to make all pro. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know that 12 yards is going to double. He had right? 12 yards last double. year. That's enough. But uh, I'm more concerned about that. I'm not concerned about the number four, number five defensive ends. Okay. I mean, you can, you can, you can, okay. uh, you can, you can keep them on the roster. Uh, well, what, probably injury cut Thomas and uh, maybe put right on the uh, injured reserve. I don't know. Elliot, uh, um, what do you? Like, they, they've me, got a lot of yeah. options to do. With that in mind, okay. So let we you can chat on those topics too, Elliot. And also I've been bringing this up for a while. I'm, and we've all talked about Greg Newsom, the cornerback. And I, I believe he's oh. re- recovering from a groin injury, which yeah. are very tough to come back for him. Um, I'm just very skeptical. I, I don't, he's had a rough period being a Cleveland Brown and we're getting this new system and him being out now. I I'm sure he'll be mm-hmm. back, but I don't think this speaks well, and I don't know what the future holds for Greg Newsom. Uh, your thoughts on that and the other guys that have been injured, including Jerome Ford, your favorite running back? Well, yeah, actually, I do like uh, Jerome Ford. I think he needs to make the team. Um, I'm, I'm not sure that I believe that he's a one-for-one replacement for a former Pro Bowl running back like Kareem Hunt. Uh, he might be, uh, but, you know, that's that's a risk. Mm-hmm. I, I do think, though, that, you know, that uh, – uh, you know, the defensive ends are going to be uh, uh, cut and signed to the practice squad. I don't believe that uh, somebody's going to claim them off of the uh, waiver wire. I, mm-hmm. I just think that's that's a very low risk. Mm-hmm. And, um, yep. So I think that they'll, they'll be on the practice uh, squad for uh, a while, and then mm-hmm. hopefully when they heal up, they'll try to promote them. Um, but I, I think that they would probably uh, normally in today's uh, NFL, they would probably want to have uh, not more than four defensive tackles, mm-hmm. maybe five if they really like them. Mm-hmm. But four is probably the right number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I was uh, really, um, well, we'll come back. I have another. Houston was going to make the team. Yeah. If, if he's injured, they don't get to put him. Uh, immediately on the uh, IR. They, he has to go uh, be made part of the 53-player roster and then go IR. They can't okay. just put him there without uh, clearing waivers, mm-hmm. and he would not pass waivers. Okay, okay. Uh, left guard, uh, Joel, thoughts on all the injuries and Greg Newsom potentially? I'll, I'll, I'll jump on the Newsom train here, then I'll come back to the defensive ends. I'm not worried about Greg Newsom. I'm not. I don't think he's going to get cut. I just mm. I, you don't give up on a first round draft pick until you get at least four years out of him. So mm. I mean, this is what year three for him. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Yep. So you got him this year, next year. Let's just heal him up. And uh, if you got to put him on IR, you're not going to get him through waivers. Somebody's going to grab him. Mm-hmm. So let's just, you know, put him on IR and heal him up and get him back out there. Let's see what mm-hmm. happens. He's in a new system. Oh, honestly, and uh, defensive back coaches are going to kill me when I say this. Defensive backs are defensive backs, man. I mean, like they, they can do different things, but cover four is cover four. Mm-hmm. Cover six is cover six. Mm-hmm. Man coverage is man coverage. doesn't matter what the defensive front is doing. There's a massive difference in what the defensive line is doing mm-hmm. on these schemes. But defensive backs, they, they cover four is just cover four, mm-hmm. no matter what they're doing mm-hmm. up front. So mm-hmm. Speaking of which, defensive ends, I'm going to agree with um, everyone so far. I don't. I, first, I don't even think Isaiah Thomas was making the team, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah. I think Alex Wright may have had a chance mm-hmm. um, because he came from a scheme that double-gapped mm-hmm. at, at uh, what was it? Florida, Central Florida, something like that. It was a UAB. All right, wherever it was, I watched his tape, and they did a double-gap scheme. But he wasn't very refined with it, which is why he Mm -hmm. dropped in the draft, right? Mm -hmm. Isaiah McGuire, I think they drafted him because they knew Mm -hmm. they needed somebody with his skill and his technique. So I'm not sure either one of them were making the team to start with. So if you can stash him on the practice squad after you cut him, I think they're going to get cut anyway. Um, I want to jump back to this thing with Elliott, right? Like Jerome Ford. Right, you're not gonna no. Jerome Ford is not gonna be a one-to-one replacement on Kareem Hunt. But as an analytics guy, Elliot, <laughs> couldn't you just replace him in the aggregate between Ford, maybe putting uh, I, uh, Elijah Moore back there for a play or two? Couldn't mm-hmm. you have a committee of people back there mm-hmm. replacing Kareem Hunt? And the they've aggregate? talked a lot about that. Yeah. I don't know, but you need to have somebody good. Um, I, I think that they might find somebody. I have, How about John Kelly? Um, what about McCrary? So they cut him. Yeah. 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 Why, yeah. why didn't McCrary play? Did we know about him? As he, he played. He got in a few plays, probably in special teams. He had that like four good. plays. He was listed mm-hmm. as yeah. four, four plays. But, yeah, that was Elliot's guy. Everybody that played in, you know, all the running backs did great in the, in the well, first let's, game. Well, let's talk about tomorrow. And then we're going to take a break after that. But let's get into tomorrow a little bit. We'll come back and then we'll finish the show um we're talking about tomorrow as well but so your expectations what you're watching for and uh just you know your initial responses to the fact that the browns are coming in with most of their starters from what we understand deshaun watson is going to be given we from what stefanski's telling us that he had they're looking at a certain number of plays um a series or two is kind of but then they were like it's dependent on the series of plays and so let's right. uh, let's start there with you, Steve. What what are your um, initial uh, what are your expectations tomorrow night? What are you most excited about? What are you looking forward to seeing? Well, first of all, all four quarterbacks are going to play. Uh, if if the Browns mm-hmm. get the ball first and Deshaun Watson goes down the field, seventy five yards, six to eight minute drive, and they get a touchdown, see yeah. the bench, Deshaun Watson. You're not playing again until week four. Are we seeing so, Nick Chubb? And, Are we seeing Nick Chubb tomorrow? No, you're not gonna. You're not gonna okay. see Nick Chubb. Okay. No, you're you're gonna see Felton. You're gonna see Hassan Hall, who I I really like, mm-hmm. and uh, of course the king of the preseason, John Kelly. Um, <laughs> how many I, yards I, does I wanna, Hassan Hall have? He looked pretty good against the Jets. I mean, I mean, how many yards has he gotten in the NFL season? We're all down on four because he's got twelve. But how many does Hassan Hall have? Well, he's a rookie, isn't he? But we're all up on him. We're all up on him. I just want to see the young guys. I'm thrilled to see the young guys. Jerome Ford qualifies as a young guy. I'm just saying. 
I look, I want Jerome Ford to play. I loved him in Cincinnati. I thought well, it was a great draft pick. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm, it's unfortunate he got hurt. I, I would have loved to have seen him in this game. This, mm-hmm, this would have mm-hmm. been a great opportunity mm-hmm. yeah. to see what he had. And, and I'm fully aware that, uh, you know, he's, yeah, he was a rookie last year, but still, I think he's going to be a great back. Mm-hmm. Um, want to see the offensive line? Want to see mm-hmm. the defensive line? Not really sure if Miles Garrett is going to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might behoove him to play a couple series since this is the new, like Joel says, this is a completely new system. He needs mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. integrated. You know, mm-hmm. he needs to get into this system. So right. um, I'm. Uh, as for. Uh, I want to see who starts at linebacker. I'm very curious mm. to who's going to start at linebacker. Uh, um, I also want to see more of uh, safety uh, Bubba Bolden mm. and the young guy interception. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he played pretty well. He might give DeAnthony Bell and uh, Hickman a little run for their money. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't hear much of Hickman or see uh, him in the the game. I wasn't obviously that was late. Uh, well, he played some. I mean, he, he got a yeah, he twenty some play. plays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go down there. Do you, uh, Joel? What are you looking forward to no, tomorrow just, night? And it's I'm another- still looking. I'm still looking to watch the defense. I'm I'm pretty mm-hmm. excited. I was talking to Elliot on the other podcast the other day that the difference you can see between the single gap and the double gap defense and the single gap defense, everybody's running up field. Mm-hmm. in an attempt to to gain, you know, to to make some disruption. Mm-hmm. And then running backs just have to find a, slant, a slot or a lane and get out of there. In a double-gap defense, mm-hmm. the whole defense is reading their keys and running to the ball. And uh, that was pretty evident the other day that they were running the ball. So I would hope to see some starters on defensive line. I would I am, I am chomping at the bit mm-hmm. to see Miles Garrett and see what he does. Because he's yeah. never played in a double gap scheme. I, I really like listening. To he's other, got to get yeah. some. He's got to get some reps, and I want to see what it looks like. It always yep. surprises me with Darius Smith is brought up. I we talk about him on and off on this. You know, we're all talking about him because he's a new guy opposite Miles. But his background in his um, his hard nose work ethic. I mean that the the guy Ben Bloom talked about him. The coach yesterday again and. How Smith was a fourth round draft pick. He uh, went JUCO. He didn't get a lot of. Um, he wasn't recruited. I mean, greatly. And then he was a fourth round pick. And really, uh, you know, he's a st- he's been a star in the league. But he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. But he works hard. From everybody that talks about him, he really has a good work ethic. So I'm I'm excited to see him. Hopefully, he'll be out there. Uh, Elliot, Elliot Ness. Well, yeah, indeed. It looks to me like uh, on August 4th that they waived Nate McCreary. Yes. So he did something bad. I don't know what he did, but uh, I wrote an article talking about how great I thought Nate McCreary was, and then they waived him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but okay, he's now a Green Bay Packer, so who knows? Oh, they, he went to Green Bay. Okay. He went to Green Bay. All right. So, okay. Uh yeah, I thought he was pretty good, but uh, what do I know? What are you What are you looking forward to tomorrow night, Elliot? Well, we want no injuries. Uh, we do not need to play the first string very much at all. Mm-hmm. This is really going to be the second string. Um, I think that the uh, the Washington uh, team, the commies as we know them, 
they're going to play a pass-happy offense this season because they've got an offensive coordinator with a chip on his shoulder. Yes. They've got the fastest wide receivers in the NFL. They don't have much of a running game. And so I think you can look for uh, the deep ball early and often, even though they're not playing their first string, Mm -hmm. the offense is still designed for uh, the deep strike. So I think it'll be very exciting. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to throw the ball uh, to the uh, maroon jerseys or not. They could very well (laughs) go to our guys instead. Uh, So we'll see how that works out. I think it could be very, very exciting. So, Elliot, are you excited to watch Tank Howell out there? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we started to call him uh, Tank Howell. Uh, They have a quarterback controversy where they've decided that their fifth-round draft pick uh, is going to be the next franchise quarterback. Uh, We're talking about Sam Howell, yes. We're calling him Tank Howell because Uh, we think that the – the commies uh, may actually tank the season to try to get a really good draft pick for next year. Uh, we think Jacoby Brissett wow. would probably be the uh, yes the guy that would lead that team to the most victories. Uh, will they have a one out of every three? I think the commanders should put a big tank on their helmet because that's what's going on this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, Josh, we'll, we'll see how they how they play. They're really trying to win, and they might. I think they have a really good uh, defense. Mm -hmm. Their top 22 players are actually very, very good. And if they play it straight, I think Jacoby Brissett has to be the winner of that quarterback competition. And I think they might really – they might surprise people. They really might. Elliot, thank you. I like strong defense, man, and that's what they've got. We're going to pause here just in a, for a break. After the break, we're going to give away our tickets here on the Fanatical Elves Network. We've got two free tickets to tomorrow night's game against those Washington Commanders. And uh, we're going to also uh, chat a little bit about the Hall of Fame. We just got to watch Joe Thomas go into the Hall of Fame. And I'm going to ask the guys here um, a couple questions about the future Hall of Fame and players on the Browns. So we're going to go pause for a break. This is the Fanatical Elves show on the Fanatical Elves Network, part of Fans First Sports Network. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back on the Fanatical Elves show, part of Fans First Sports Network. And thank you for joining us. We, I, I say this on every show that we're doing, and we really are increasing our – um, our, our audience and it's all thanks to all of you out there that are listening that are listening to us on Apple and Spotify on all the uh, podcasting platforms maybe tune in to see us on Facebook or on, on the, the Twitter X so thank you uh, spread the word about our Fanatical Elves Network um, we are you know you type in Cleveland Browns I just I, I know Elliot and I were discussing this via text the other night and uh you if you even click on uh cleveland browns podcast on apple we come right up um and and our show came up on our on a google search the other day so it's easy to find us i hope um so uh, and 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 for all you and and for all you out of town browns fans i know that you're going to get the nfl sunday ticket you're going to go to youtube and sign up might as well go to YouTube and subscribe to the Fanatical Elf Network. As yeah, well. go to Elves Net. It's Elves Network on YouTube. So it's E L F Z 
network all one you know you can find us easily there uh and subscribe and follow and when you do that on apple or spotify or any of these things uh, that notification will pop up on your phone um we also have an elves shop now where we are uh, we have uh elves swag. brown swag it's some really good stuff. the link the link is in the bio um on the twitter page so it, i anybody that's listening go to our twitter page uh, we'll try to provide that on our Facebook page as well. You click on it and you can pr- pr- purchase anything you want. I haven't even, I'm telling this for the first time, but the guys I've mentioned this off air, but I'm getting the guys a, a golf. We're getting them a golf t-shirt or golf shirt yeah. with, with the elves logo on it. So Merry Extra Christmas large, boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Extra large. Okay. Okay. So Yay! that's, that's my Christmas gift to all of you. Great contributors to our network. These guys do so much for, this network, but they also contribute to Dog Pound Daily, Cleveland Sports Talk. I write for Northeast uh, Sports Insiders. So we're we're always writing on the side. Uh, Steve's got his own blog. So just follow us along. Again, we've got Joel Cade. We've got Elliot Cannell, Steve Gill. You can find us on all social media platforms and would really encourage you to check us out. Um, okay, so Joe Thomas was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Just personally, I thought it was a great – moment i really enjoyed watching it and i thought joe was really really good with what he said and how he said it and there were a lot of browns fans in attendance um if you would like to talk about that briefly as i go around talking to each one of you the other part of this question is who on the browns current roster do you feel has an outside opportunity potentially to reach the great hall of fame let's start uh over there with you elliot Oh, well, obviously the guys that are on a Hall of Fame trajectory are Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's uh, there's some chance that uh, Deshaun Watson might make it. Well, I think that that's kind of a long shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then Joel Batonio. Man, who, how can I forget yes. him? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Did you guys see Joe Thomas's take this morning on the Dan Patrick show? Did yeah, anybody see that? Oh, I, it was uh, Dan Patrick has a real hate for Deshaun Watson. And I know a lot of people we've talked about this on this show, even last week, a little bit about Deshaun Watson, but he was posed the question Joe Thomas was this morning and Joe really, it was a very good answer and response to Dan Patrick's question. I think Dan was trying to put Joe in a kind of a corner about everything. And Joe basically said, we just need to move on. And I thought, uh, Dan Patrick didn't have anything to say afterwards. He said, thanks, Joe. Uh, you could really sense that Dan got shut up a little bit. But um, all right, so uh, let's go over to you, uh, the left guard, Joel. Well, I don't know. I was thinking about this left guard named Joel. Joel Batonio, number 75. We got my 75 jersey on, baby. Joel Batonio deserves to go in the Hall of Fame. I mean, this guy's played left guard for a while. Clearly my favorite player on the Browns. Joel, left guard, I got to go for it. He's played left tackle. I think they've Mm -hmm. even had him at center, at least Mm -hmm. practicing at center. Very versatile. He's been top-notch since he got there. I mean, had a chance to play between Joe Thomas and Alex Mack. So Mm -hmm. I like Joel Batonio going to the Hall of Fame. I have no idea how this guy didn't end up on the top 100 in the NFL from somebody's stupid list. What the hell was that? (laughs) I don't even know. What the hell was that? What the hell was that? That was the stupidest thing I ever saw. 
Yeah, I saw a, a post on X about it, and I was like, well, tell me what you think about these guys in the top 100. My response was, where's Joel Batonio? But at any rate, the, the the usual suspects are. I want to talk about Miles Garrett on this one. Yeah, I think I think Miles Garrett has absolutely the talent to make it into the Hall of Fame. Okay, mm-hmm. my question on Garrett since he's run out, and this goes back to that Johnny Manziel untold. Is, well, I want to touch on that he, here just a second. Is he disciplined enough, and can he hold it together long enough to learn and allow somebody to teach him? Because he's been called out for a while on leadership, study, film room work, all this stuff by former teammates and other players. And can he get himself in a position where he can learn from the likes of Jim Schwartz? And Jim Schwartz could take him from I'm relying on talent to I have talent and technique. And he could possibly be the greatest defensive end to ever play. But Mm. it just it's in his head. Does he have the humility to finally allow somebody to discipline him and put him on a trajectory to succeed? Or is he just going to say, I'm Miles Garrett, I'm going to do whatever the heck I want, and I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame? Either way, I think he gets into the Hall of Fame. Right. Steve? All right. Well, usual suspects, they've all been mentioned. Nick Chubb, Miles Garrett. Uh, Of course, Joel Petonio, big on Joel Petonio. Outside chance, maybe uh, if he can stay healthy, Denzel Ward. Maybe uh-huh. uh, okay. they'd have to go to multiple playoffs and, uh, you know, uh-huh. really show up in the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I agree with Joel on, on okay. Miles Garrett. He's He's got the perfect opportunity right now. He's mm-hmm. got a teacher that is going to heighten his ability. Oh. He's entering uh, year all seven. Gotta, he, yeah, and this is the perfect time to do it. This is it mm-hmm. right here yeah. for uh, Mr. Um, Garrett. So we talked about just a second, and we were talking off air about the untold story of Johnny Football. I'm Johnny Cleveland, so, you know, he stole my name, but uh, close enough. No, so I did get a chance to finally watch the documentary uh, after Joel did a great hot take, heated up, emotional podcast. Go back and watch that, the What the Elf show by uh, Joel here. He did a great job, and uh, so thank you. Yeah, it was great. And I, but now my, I've been talking to my own son, Alec, who's uh, up there in uh, Michigan and uh, the state up north. And he, uh, he and I were talking about the whole show it, itself. I, I don't know. Uh, we, we can talk about it more next week because I know Steve and Elliot haven't watched the show and I think they want to take a, take a gander at it too. But that'll be pulling over topics. But uh, Elliot, while you're here, I mean, uh, Joel, while you're here, I think, I agree. There were certain parts of it that I, I could, your song and, and uh, uh, the NCAA and whatnot um, and how they used in sort of you abuse. I was uh, to be, and I talked to these guys earlier about this, but Kings, Kings, uh, Kings, uh, the Texas oh, yeah. Kings. yeah, Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. I was, yeah. He, I thought he really dropped the ball, but I know these guys are, these kids are kids. But, you know, I, I also it was interesting talking to my son, Alec, because the, the, the other part of this that he found interesting was how Manziel went to a really regiment program in Texas. Like they were drilled like it was like the military. There's mm-hmm. lots of footage of their double practices. And it was a military situation. And going from that to this Texas A&M that was out there in the in you know there's nothing you know it just he the freedoms and going to college and 
that the 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 height of how it, it that whole freshman year it accelerated so fast uh, for the kid. And uh, I mean, I was telling these guys too. And if you watch the program, we'll talk about it more next week. But he's really had a lot of difficulty mentally. He has a lot of struggles. He's been diagnosed with bipolar. And um, so I was having a hard time feeling completely upset about, I mean, or feeling for him. Uh, but I'd like to get Steve and Elliot's take after they watch it. So maybe we can, uh, Elliot, I don't know we'll what. talk about it next yeah. week. Let but, me say but, one yeah. thing, though. Yes. One thing. I think when you take a 19-year-old kid and media outlets and coaches and everyone around him is basically using him for their personal gain. That kid is going to look around and say, what the elf is going on here? And that's almost yeah. literally his, his, that was word. his take. Yeah. Like what the F is going on here and why can't I get mine? And I don't blood begrudge him one bit. And the that money mentality. that he then started taking that came out later when the NCA started investigating, that was kind of triggered by like this buildup according to kind of the way that they played it out in the series. Um, anyway, we'll talk about it more because there was a lot. Well, I thought it was a rushed. I thought the show itself was decent, but I thought the whole concept was rushed in an hour and 10 minutes. And I felt like they, there wasn't the, it wasn't a complete story there were. Mm -hmm. And I I'd like to get a little bit more detailed, but Steve, I'm sorry. Well, Steve? you know, I, I, I live in the SEC. I live in the SEC country. You become a legend when you beat Alabama mm -hmm. as a freshman. I oh, mean, yeah. that's, that's it that, you know, you could, you could just say right there, he punched his ticket to the NFL after that game. Unfortunately, yeah. it was the Browns. I was. Now, I remember. I here remember in that. Yeah. At the draft party, going, "Don't draft this guy." Do oh no! Draft this guy. But yeah. you know, he he made you in the SEC. You become a legend when you do something like that. That's just yeah. the way it is. Yeah. No, I, okay. I just think. Yeah. Just think there are a lot of people taking advantage of him. Let's. Oh, um, yeah. And he needed somebody yeah. to protect him. He needed somebody to protect him, and it was illegal against NCAA well, rules for anyone to like basically protect okay. him. But but yeah. but I would also like if you're throwing that out there before we go here um, to protect him. Though I mean, he had two knucklehead parents. Uh, that <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, you're talking about protection. I mean, they're his parents, and they were doing some. Like some of those stories that came out that they described in the in the documentary, uh, just crazy. And I'm sure that they, I I don't know. I mean, I, we can talk about it next week because there's a lot. We to, should um, do a special there. podcast. Yeah, just I think on we might County just Man's do. Health. I think we just might do that. Yep. Let's let's plan on that. So let let's switch gears. I want to do the giveaway. This is our ticket giveaway. Drum roll, please. Um. So these these folks have. Uh, followed the show. They're following the Fanatical Elves Network. Thank you, Steve. They're following the, the network now, and they have also uh, retweeted our, our posts about the tickets. And so I'm excited to announce our awesome. winner. Our winner tonight it goes by the name of Devin Ribley. At uh, Twitter, it's uh, Devin underscore Ribley. Congratulations. You've just won two tickets to uh, the Browns uh, game tomorrow night. And um, he is a all things Cleveland fan. Uh, and he's uh, married to his beautiful uh, wife and has three children. So um, awesome. Congratulations. congratulations, Devin. Yeah. And um, Way to go, Devin. We'll, be, we'll be communicating with you shortly. 
Um, final take tonight before we let you all go. Uh, again, uh, we had a full house tonight. We've got Elliot, Joel, and Steve who contribute every week to their shows, the What the Elf Was That, Football Philosophy and Rocket Science that might be under construction this next week or two. Steve Gill with his Dog Pound South uh, podcast brings that outside of Cleveland uh, flair. So thank you all for contributing. We also have my own show, the Johnny Cleveland podcast. And uh, we also, Brad, uh, um, Brad, wait, no, Brad, no, not Brad. Um, oh, it slipped my mind. Uh, the Browns Blitz. The Browns Rod, Blitz Rod? with Rod. Yeah, duh. Okay. So <laughs> sorry, Rod. Um, okay. Uh, final take before we leave. Let let you guys go tonight, uh, Elliot. Let's go with you first. Oh, can't hear you, Elliot. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. We'll we'll come back Please to you. Stand by. We're having. Hold on a second. We're, I'm gonna see if I can unmute you here. Hold on a second. Let's see if we can. Uh, nope. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's got so. Okay, Steve. Final thoughts. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Elliot, try it again. Oh, there, there you go, Elliot. Yeah, no, I, I just wanted to say that um, I think that. The Manziel affair was so bad that that is the reason why the Haslam family decided that D and not Jimmy was going to be the CEO of Haslam Sports Group. And Jimmy agreed to that. Okay. Yeah. We'll come back to that. We'll there have a lot go. more. We're going to have a special show next week. We're going to bring these guys back that's, and we're going to talk about the untold Johnny. Elliot's hot take. Yes, Elliot's that is a big take. hot take. Believe me, he was hot when we were off air talking about it. So that's oh, just a little that's just a little little preview. Uh, I had to call them both Steve. I had well, you know, they're the Nest brothers or the untouchables. So, you know, I had to calm them down. Uh Joel, final thoughts tonight. Uh can I go last? Yes. So, unless okay. Steve wants to go last. No, I'll I'll go next. Okay, First Steve. of all, I, I think it's very appropriate that when you announced the winner for the ticket, your 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 side of your face was lit up in the sunlight. That's oh, very good go. timing. You see, there it is. Yeah. Ta -da! <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, like the Elliot, I want, <laughs> like Elliot, I want to see a injury-free game. I want to see as little penalties as possible. And uh, like Joel, I am just going to sit back and watch the defense. Yeah, I'm I excited about that too. Defense. We are planning on having a pregame show like we did last week. Some of the guys here uh, will be joining me tomorrow night as we uh, – well, we're going to do the show earlier in the afternoon and uh, bring that to you before the game starts. We, we're going to also have a postgame show. It might just be me, but it might be some of these guys if they're still awake. Um, to come on, we're gonna we'll come on in the fourth the quarter. Game. Yeah, we'll come on in the fourth quarter, kind of like we did the last time. Uh, bring bring it live, so we'll bring that show to you live. Uh, we might even do the the early show live. We might as well. Might as well just bring it, bring it. We're we're gonna be live, so there will be mistakes, but we don't care. We we like bloopers. Okay. Um, final take, Joel. Eh, I can't think of one. Oh, <laughs> I started like I gotta think of a. All right, here's my final take. My helmet came in. I was pretty excited about this. Oh, my nice. new nice. mini helmet, little him mini helmet. I gotta oh, put I him back it. up there. I love it with my other one. I've got my my 46, and I got my regular one. And so now I gotta put this one right here. And I awesome. got my 
current Browns helmets there. So yeah, got my white helmet it's in. Good. I'll do the. I'll do the. Uh, I'll say all uh, the President Clinton with the overbite. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, this was a great show tonight. Thanks for joining us in the Fanatical Elf Show, part of Fans First Sports Network. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll be bringing you again our pregame show tomorrow before the Browns play tomorrow night at 7.30 down at Cleveland Browns Stadium. Start the tailgating right now. All right, guys. Go Browns. Thanks for joining us. Take care, everybody. Go Browns. Go Browns.